What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons. Today, I have invited a very special guest to join in on the convo this week. This week, we are going to be discussing our village, who our village is, how important our village is to us, but not only our village, what do we do when our village moves away? Or what do we do when we move away from our village? So I thought it was only right that I brought someone on who has personally experienced this in their life. I have today joining me Mrs. Liz Tillman-Nichols. She is a wife, mother, teacher, author, and serial entrepreneur. When she's not spending time with her family or teaching, she's busy cooking up another idea. She's passionate about all things dealing with women, a modern self-care maven. She wants you to take care of you first. Welcome to Demo with Molly's. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. I had to bring you on. I just had to. So I did your formal introduction, but I love for my guests to kind of introduce themselves on things they would want my guests to know about them. So if I had to know about Liz, I did not know you. What would you want people to know about you? I'm not as mean as I look. I'll say that. I'm not as mean <laughs> as I look. So, yeah, you said I'm a teacher, wife, mom, all those mm-hmm. things. But I don't let those roles, like, define me. I love it. I'm flexible. I'm adaptable. I'm an open book. Like, what you see is what you get. And you never know what you're going to get. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, I brought you on today because I wanted to talk about what our villages are, you know, what they mean to us. But also, how do we adjust when we have to move away from our village or if our village has to move away from us? So I want to start off by asking you first, what is a village? Because people use it all the time, but there are a lot of people who legit don't necessarily have a village or they don't understand what that even means. So, you know, I talk about the village concept all the time. You do? (laughs) I think, you know, we mostly think about it for raising children. Mm -hmm. And it's a group of people who are coming together to help you make sure that these children become productive citizens or whoever they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But I like to go a step further when I talk about the village. The village is not just for those kids. The village is for us as well. Because sometimes, you know, we still need some raising. (laughs) You're right about it. We need some help with who we are. Um, So the village is not just for those babies. It's for those mamas, too. All righty. Who is your village? When you think about the people who help you, who are those people? Who comes to mind? My immediate village would be uh, my husband, my mother, my two sisters, Kaya's aunt, with two aunts, and my friend Jasmine. Okay. And Kaya's godmom, but she didn't live here. But we get into that. So that's my like immediate village. Okay. Now there are some, you know, like some little legs here and there, because based upon what I need, village members change. I like that. Because everybody can't be all things to us. I like that. And you don't need them to be. Right. Okay. So 
you brought up your mom and your sisters. And because I know you, you guys, we're going to talk about this a little bit more before we close it out. But Liz has this group called Dope is a Mother. If you are on Facebook, please go, go look for that group. It's a private group. Dope is a Mother. I love this group. And you guys cannot see me, but I have my Dope is a Mother merchandise on my t-shirt. Oh, I had to rip for her on today, but you guys can't see me. But she looks great. Go over there. Thank you. But go over and check out that group. It's such a fun group. It's such a fun group. So for me, knowing you personally, especially through the group, I know some of your village has recently moved away. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So my baby sister is the first person who moved away. She used to live in Texas. Um, And last year, she decided to relocate to Atlanta. Yeah. At the same time, my middle sister was like, I want to move to Charlotte. And my mom, who was on the verge of retirement, was like, I'm going to go too. OMG. Now, she had always told us when she retired, she was moving closer to her sister. My entire family is from North Carolina. Like, my dad was born there. My mom was born there. So, it's home. Okay. You know, we've lived in Mississippi since 92. Um, So, as long as my baby sister has been alive. 30, 30 years. She just turned 30. So, yeah. We've been here that long. But the the loss of my immediate village was immediately felt by me. Like, I thought, you know, my kid was going to feel it because she was used to seeing them every single day. It was more so me. And I think I was grieving what may have been to come for her, but mostly for me. Because it was nothing like going down the street 10, 15 minutes and seeing them a few times a week. Yeah. And so it came at a time where... I was dealing with something that I was procrastinating on and it all came to a head like at one time. Yeah. And it, I spiraled. I will be honest. I spiraled and I'm, I'm not too proud to talk about it because I did. Like I was mean, I was nasty. Nobody wanted to be around me. Yeah. Um, I had gone to the coast for a training and my folks came down and brought Kaya. Well, I was being really mean one day and they were like, we're going to leave. Like, that's how bad it was. And these are people I've been with, you know, since they've been born, since my mama had me. So, you know, they've been with me since I was born. They've been with me since they were born. So we've seen each other at some of the worst times. We've seen each other some of the best times. But this one was hard for me. I went to school two and a half hours away from my mother because I couldn't bear the thought of being too many hours away from her. Right. Now, I enjoyed my college experience where I did choose to go. but knowing that my home base was where it was, was important to me. Yeah. And so now it's like a piece of me is missing. Like, yes, I've seen them every month since they've left, but it's not the same. Yeah. And so that's why the village had to adjust and adapt. And I had to also adjust and adapt. And I think that's the hardest part, being flexible enough to know you have to make those changes too. I love it. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty about it, because a lot of people would not be comfortable saying that, you know, because a part of you did leave. This is what is comfortable. This has been your dynamic for all of your life, not Mm -hmm. even just your adult life, but all of your life. Right. All of you guys have been here and now that's no more. Mm-hmm. So that leads me into my next question. How did you readjust with them not physically being here anymore? 
Well, my friend Jasmine was really integral in this. Um, And she could tell you, I did spiral, (laughs) but it was like, she asked me, how can I support you? And I think that question is very, very, very important in any situation. But in this one, it was like, I know you're hurting, but what can I do to kind of soften the blow or lessen the hurt that you feel? Like, how can I be there for you? How can I step up? And it took a lot of, you know, conversations, candid conversations with her about what I was feeling. Um, I struggled with depression anyway. So it was like, this just brought me there, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I had to really, you know, buckle down and figure out they're not leaving me per se. Like they're leaving where I am, but they're not leaving me, like leaving my life. Like I talk to them every single day. And I had to remember that and realize it's a place for you to go. It's two places for you to go. This closer, because my baby sister was in Austin, eight hours the other way. Now I just get hit 20 and I can hit them both, you know? Yeah. And so it really, it took a lot of self-reflection to kind of get past the initial shock. Because I never expected my folks to leave. So it, it took some it took some time. I'm better now, though. I can admit that. That's good. And I can tell just by sitting here looking at you. I can legit tell. And I love it. And shout out to Jasmine. On that note, and I wasn't going to ask this, mentioning Jasmine brought this up for me. When people reach out to you and ask, because like you said, this is a very important question. How can I support you? How do you encourage both men and women to be honest about what they need when someone asks them that? Oh, <laughs> this is something Corey and I talk about all the time. Okay. Like, because I'm I'm always constantly telling him, you've got to be honest, if not with me, with yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that honesty starts within. And it can take a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-awareness, just some real introspective mindfulness, just some things that we don't do on a regular basis. Like we yeah. think. We're not always thinking about our thinking. And so if we are being asked questions like, how can I support you? Or what do you need? Or what's wrong? It may take us a minute to verbalize that truthfully. Yeah. Because it's easier to say, oh, nothing. Oh, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Now you're screaming like, please notice me. Yeah. And I think the problem is so many people are asking you that question, but they don't really want to hear the answer. Hmm. And it's (laughs) partially because they don't know how to support you after that. It's like, if you tell me I'm depressed, I thought about not being here anymore. And they're like, crap, what do I say? Right. Like, how do you support somebody through that? Especially if it's not your area of expertise, Like you've never experienced not wanting to be here. So it's like, what do you say? But you just have to, you know, I want people to realize it takes a lot of self-awareness and self-reflection and introspection to be honest. Because it starts with the end. Because if you're not honest with you, you're definitely going to be lying to the outside world. I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How or has it, with your mom and your sisters moving away, has it made your life harder in certain areas? Yes. Yeah. Being able to just go and do what I want to do. Yeah. Like, to be able to leave her with somebody I trust. Yeah. Her dad does softball. He's a softball umpire. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he will be gone three, four nights a week. He has karate a few nights a week and dance, but it's mm-hmm. summertime, so we kind of off. Okay. But it's like, it all falls on me because you know how wives are. 
we gonna let the man go do what he needs to do, mm-hmm. kind of put our stuff on the back burner, be mad in the process. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's made it harder because there's not always somebody to just say, "Hey, can you get her?" Right. Like her great aunt, his aunt has a schedule, and you don't mess up that schedule now. She'll, you know, she will adjust it for Kaya because Kaya's her girl. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want to burn people out. Yeah. But I do want to cultivate their relationship. So I do, you know, ask her, can you get Kaya? But I try not to do it too often. I have my kid 95% of the time. And it does make it harder to go and do things like people know. I don't believe in taking my kid to stuff like baby showers, weddings, all of it. Her name better be on the invitation if you want her to come with me. <laughs> Because she, it's adult spaces and I need adult time. Exactly. Exactly. So you want a baby at your thing, you better say two Kaya Grace on there. Because otherwise <laughs> she's going to be where she be. That's just how I operate. Yeah. But there are things that are more difficult. Yeah. There are. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did you, because you've talked about this and you mentioned that you already deal with depression. Mm-hmm. When they left, did you allow yourself to feel your feelings? Probably a little too much. Okay. <laughs> you stayed there a little too long? <laughs> a little too long. A little too long. Like, I mean, when I say I was nasty, yeah. I was nasty. Corey was like, I don't want to talk to you. My folks are ready to pack up and leave uh, and leave me to it. Like, <laughs> you being me, we finna go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I stayed there a little too long. But I needed to. Yeah. And you know what the question is? How do we determine what's too long? I don't know. How do we determine what's too long? But yeah, I stayed. And I think, you know, had I tried to get past it any sooner than I had, I may not be at the space where I am now. Yeah, I got you. And I don't know. How do you determine what's too long? Because I don't think it should be a time limit. I think maybe we should work on trying to find the balance and maybe not being so mean. Yeah, but but I don't want to rush through my grievance because I mean that's a grief. A part of me has physically left, like legit, like they have left me, and it's so important because we're talking about the village. This is not just people that we associate ourselves with. This is not people that we deal with every blue moon with on the surface stuff. This is people who are involved in my life who know me. And I know them. And for them to physically be gone, that's a big adjustment. It is. It is. It's it's a piece of you got up and walked away. Yeah. And to be able to just like you, because you talked about this all the time, because I know your mom lives near me. To be able to just drive down the street to see my mom every day to now I have to wait and schedule in and make sure I have the time and all of that to see my mama, you know, that yeah. that's an adjustment. It is. It is. It's so, I mean, it, it, it's your mama, you know, like there's nobody like your mama. Our children prove that to us every single day. Yeah. yeah. So, it's nobody <laughs> like your mama. You know, I've grieved different types of losses. Like my grandmother died in 2010. My dad died in 2012. Those were two of the biggest losses I had until yeah. now. Yeah. And so it's just like, it all feels the same. Yeah. Still grieving. Yep. And you go through the steps. You go through the steps. And eventually acceptance comes and you're like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. You can, girl. You over there doing it. (laughs) And there are some times. There are some times now they leave and I'm in my feelings again. Or I leave Charlotte and I'm in my feelings again. But 
I know it's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get to see them again. We're going to talk all the time. I'm okay. Okay. Are you guys still as close as you were when they lived here? Ooh. (laughs) So some things have actually happened, which makes it... So if you you know me and my sisters, you've seen us, you've been in church mm-hmm. with us, you mm-hmm. see one, you see the other two. Yes, ma'am. We had a little bit of a break. Yeah. And I'm that's another issue that I've been struggling with. There's been a little bit of a break in the sister group. So okay. I am still close with both of them. Okay. Still close with my mama, like she's still close with all of us. But those two are not as close as they once were. Okay. So that's another level. Like, yeah. What they say is levels to this is there's different levels. Oh, uh, so it's a different type of closeness now because it does take, I think it takes more work when you're not right yes. down. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to work at it every single day, like making sure I am still giving these relationships the attention that they deserve. And it's harder with me being in the middle. And them to not communicate. So, no, we're not as close as we once were. I wish we were, but, you know, you can tell that space makes uh, the difference. It makes a difference, yeah. And you're the oldest, right? I am. That's what I thought. And I'm the oldest, too. And it's like you you want everybody to be close and you feel some type of responsibility when it's not the way you think it should be. Definitely. So not only... Are you grieving the fact that they're not physically here, but now you have to deal with, this is like another thing stacked on top of, now I have to deal with, they, we, we don't have our sister the way it used to be. And now I have to not only readjust to them not being here, I have to readjust to our relationships not being the same. Yeah, and communication is different. You know, you got your group chat. And now yes. <laughs> I'm sending messages to two separate places. Yeah. So it's a little tough. It's not like, you know, you have those sidebars sometimes. Yeah. Oh, these are just permanent sidebars. Well, I hope it's not permanent, but these are sidebars right. For right now. For right now. I got you. I got you. This is this. I really hope this is helping some people out there because it's a lot of people who are currently dealing with the same type of things. And if you're not, you more than likely will be dealing with this. I had a cousin and she's a cousin by marriage on my husband's side. But she's more like a sister to me. And they and we used to live next door to each other. Like legit, our kids are the same age. We raised them together. We just did everything together. Yeah. And they moved, they left the state and moved away because of school. She had to go to school. And that was hard for me. I'm not gonna lie. And it took me some years to like say that outwardly because don't get me wrong, I was happy for them. Yeah. I'm talking about so happy, supportive helped them move, whatever they needed. I was there. We were there. But it was like a part of me felt like you left me. You know, not like you meant to hurt me or anything, but to be so used to having this person, you Mm -hmm. know, that's available to you for all things outside of just your husband and your children to not now have that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It hurts. It, It hurts. And it feels personal. Yeah. Even though it's not. It's not. And it's it's hard to be like, I am so happy for you, but I am hurting. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because you don't want to say I'm hurting. Yeah. Because you want to be happy. You want to be genuinely happy for people. And I feel like you can do both. Yeah. You can because we are multifaceted creatures. We're not just going to experience one thing at one time. 
So you can be sad about them moving away because that was your uh, a sense of comfort, mm-hmm. you know, a friend, somebody to do life with. Yeah. And you're still doing life with them. It's just changed how you're doing it. Exactly. That part, that part. And it causes you to readjust the village. Yeah. And this is why this conversation is so important because I think some people have a difficult time with the readjusting part because that doesn't mean that they're not a part of your village anymore. Right. The dynamic is just going to have to change. Mm-hmm. But they're still your village. Of course. Like they're not going to not be there. You call them, I'm sure they're coming. Okay. How does it make you feel when you hear or see them enjoying life and you're not able to be there to be a part of it? I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous because I'm like, I want to go do that. I yeah. Do that. But I'm glad that they are, you know, finding things to do that don't include me because then when I get there, we can go do that same stuff together. So you experience it first and then you come back and you report to me and I'll be like, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Okay, do you or have you gone to visit? Which we've already talked about this and I know this, but how often do you go visit or how often do you plan to go visit? So initially I was going to be there every month, like every other month I was going to be there. But it hasn't been that way because they've been here. Yeah. They've been coming here. Like everybody has been here either collectively or separately. Like Kaya's birthday is in February. We had a birthday party. She turned five. Everybody was here. Okay. Spring break, I was going to go up there because my mom had talked about taking her with her, but she didn't. And then we just hung out here. Um, I think Deb might have come back. I don't know. But they've been here, so I haven't had to go. Okay. But I went, I've been to Atlanta twice recently. Like we went in May. No, we went in June. Went twice in June. Helped Deb move again. Okay. Then my mama picked up Kaya from me in June as well. Another trip to Atlanta. Then I just got back from Charlotte this past Sunday because she had Kaya for a week. So it was Kaya's first time away from her mom and daddy. Yeah. Her grandma. I probably, I'm going next weekend, the 29th. I'll be back up there. Okay. And probably we'll see them again for sure. Thanksgiving, we'll do something. And then Christmas. I love this. Okay. So this leads me into my next question. I love this. For the people who have the village that's either getting ready to leave or have already left or maybe they're moving away from the village and not the village is moving away from them. Mm -hmm. Should they put a plan in place on making sure they see one another? Yes. 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 I don't care if it's virtually, physically or whatever. You still need that. You got to lay eyes on people. Yeah. You have to lay eyes on people because it's something different about seeing your people and saying, you know what? You're not okay. Because a text message, if you're not really in tune with people through text, and if you don't hear it in their voice because they cover it up, you'll miss it. It's something so different about laying eyes on people. But you call your mama, your mama going to (laughs) know. Your mama is going to know. Because you're probably going to have a breakdown as soon as she say hello. Oh, goodness. So let me ask you this. Do you think when people move away or our village moves away, do you think it just naturally happens that these things come together or do we have to be proactive in making sure we plan this time to make sure we see one another? Both. Both. It depends on like the strength of your relationship prior okay. to. And then you do have to be proactive as well, because wherever they're going, they may be busier than they were here. Right. Or wherever you're going, you may be busier than you were here. 
Like with people right down the street, it's easy to say, hey, come meet me for lunch. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. But when they move away, you have to be creative about how you're going to see each other. Like last Thanksgiving, we went to Greenville, South Carolina. I think think that's where we went. Somewhere in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Me and Kaya picked up Deb on our way. My mom and Marion came down and met us. So we made that time together. We were like, this is what we're going to do. Because you got to be intentional about that time and creating that space to continue cultivating their relationship. Good stuff, man. This is good stuff. Okay. What do you say to people who get upset or feel some type of way that a part of their village is moving away? What do you say to them? Feel what you're feeling. Okay. But understand it's not personal. Like process that feeling, understand, figure out why you feel the way that you do. But understand ultimately it's not personal. I feel like it was, but <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. But it does feel that way. Even though you know, you know it everything in you that is not, but your feelings be like, mm, mm, it's nah, that was personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm like the baby of the three of us, even though I'm the oldest. So when I'm emotional, I am really emotional. And my middle sister is very logical. Now, Deb is more like me. Like, we both do that emotional thing. But Marion is like, but it's okay. You'll see me again. And me and Deb are like, "Uh uh-uh, it's not okay. Like, (laughs) leading with our emotions because we just can't think logically at the moment. But once we're done crying and fussing and all that, then we can see it. And sometimes it's just what you have to do. You have to have that breakdown to come back together and say, you know what? Everything is okay. This wasn't about me. And if it was, hopefully we can fix it. Because exactly. sometimes people probably do move away from folks. Man, you ain't lying. You ain't lying on it. Okay. How or what can they do to make sure they continue to cultivate their relationship, even though they have this distance between them? Continue talking. Like, don't. Just because somebody's gone doesn't mean you can't continue communicating. Like, keep those lines open. Get on FaceTime. Get on Zoom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get on something. Continue, like, say good morning. Send scriptures. Send um, devotionals. Continue doing what you did. Don't change it. Just because you can't physically say, hey, I'm here. You can't reach out and touch them. Yeah. Keep doing whatever you were doing. Like, me and my sister still send TikToks. We still send crazy things that we see on Facebook. Yeah. We're not going to stop that part just because I can't say, hey, look at my phone real quick. Keep doing what you were doing. That's literally all you can do. This is good. And y'all, this is practical application that she is giving you. So if you're not already doing this, begin to do these things and put these things in place to make sure that you continue to cultivate their relationship with your village because it's important. It really is. Mm-hmm. So something we do and we're going to get ready to close out. And thank you so much. I really you. appreciate you coming thank on you. today. I legit, legit, I appreciate it. So what we usually do when I bring someone else on, I open up the, the questions to the group. We have a private group on Facebook, which you are a part of. Dating, engaged, and married objectives. If you're not a part of that group, pause you should this be episode there. right now and come join. You come should be join. There. But I asked the question to the group about the village and if they would have any questions for you. I got two questions. The first question says, how often do you and your village visit each other? Oh, okay. Like my family village or my other village? 
any part of your village that has moved away. Okay, because that part. Yeah. That part. Um, so they've only been gone a year. Okay. But I've seen them several times. So I can't even, I don't even know if I can count it. How many times? <laughs> no. But I, I've seen them. Like we've seen each other. We've been able to touch each other. So yeah. I've seen them at least once a month this year. My goal was every other month to be in Charlotte. And that was my question, going to be my question to you. I know that it has worked out that way for you, your mom, and your sisters. But if it had, what was your your goal or your desire? How often did you want to see them? Every other month. Like, okay. you know, Atlanta and Charlotte. Okay. Back and forth. Okay. Their last question is, how do you trust others besides the village around your daughter Kaya like now that your mom and your sisters are gone and that's what you mentioned earlier about it has made life harder because you don't have you can't just pick up the phone and say mom pick up Kaya how do you now begin to trust other people to kind of fill in the gap that your mom and sisters used to fit now that they're not here it it takes time it takes building that relationship not only for her but for myself yeah um because if I don't trust them they're not going to be around her like, that's just the bottom line. Her dad, you know, her and are, they don't want nobody around the children. No. Like, no. Jesus them girls. could be around the, the child. He'd be like, you know what? No, nope, we're going to take her. So it's a little... <laughs> I'm so... Like, the Lord ain't even good enough. So <laughs> it's just a matter of gaining my trust. Me understanding yeah. that if you can take care of me the way I need to be taken care of, then it's a possibility you could do the same thing for my kids. Yeah. Like my friend Jasmine, I bring her up again. If I need her, she's coming. If I say, hey, I'm not going to make it to Kaya's daycare. Can you please go get her? I'll meet you wherever you at. Go get her. She will. Um, Corey works with a lady that we both used to work with at Hardy. Mm-hmm. She will call sometimes like, hey, I want to get Kaya. Send a car seat. Go get her. Because I know yeah. in my heart of hearts, nothing's going to happen. Now, there are some situations where you got to be like, you know what? That's a no. Yeah. You got to have discernment. And see, people don't realize that everybody has it. They don't use it. You may get a weird feeling about somebody. And it may be something small. Like, I don't like her nose on her face. Use that. I pro- it sounds really crazy. It sounds really, really crazy. Use that. Please use that. That is your intuition. That is your gut telling you something is not right. And it can sound crazy. Like, I was in college and there was a girl who had a big nose. And I was like, I don't like her nose on her face. And so I would not deal with her, but people would. And then they finally found out she was not the person that they thought she was that tried to tell y'all. <laughs> that was a dumb reason. Yeah, but, still, but you knew I, something. I knew something. And I just couldn't figure it out. But yeah. use these cues and these clues. If you would not trust yourself with these people, do not make them a village member. Because yeah. the village good. is not just for you. It's for, it's for the kid and you. Yeah. And not every person whose village you are a part of needs to be part of your village. Ooh, girl, you, you, got, you got to play that back. You got to say that one more time. You got to <laughs> say that one more time. <laughs> oh, let me see. What did I say? Not every person's village that you are part of will be a village member of yours. Because there's there villages that I'm a part of, but you're not mine. You couldn't keep my shoe, my shoe, an inanimate object. You know you're not going to get near my kid. <laughs> girl... This is good. This, uh, look, I have enjoyed you so much. Like, legit, I have enjoyed you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and being Thank a you part of this me. episode. I appreciate you. Okay. 
again, I'm going to let Liz close out with a few things about her, where you can find her and get all of the things because you guys, Liz is an entrepreneur. She does all of the things. Legit. It's comma after comma. I don't even think she, it's a period. I don't even think she has a period. It's just comma after comma. But for real, if you are not a part of her Dope as a Mother group, please go join. Stop what you're doing right now on Facebook. Dope as a Mother. And make sure when you join the group or before you join the group, is going to ask you some member questions. Please answer those questions because that's the only way that you can enter into the group. But it's a legit dope place, pun intended. And it's a great support for moms because we need it. Like we we legit need it. And it can, you can find your village people right there. There's a lot of women in the group that you can find things in common with, who can encourage you, support you, call you out on your stuff. All of this. So come over and join. But Liz, how can my guests find you? How can they find all of the things about Liz? Okay. So Facebook is Liz Tillman Nichols. Not like the money, but you think so. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, like she said, dope as a mother is me. Not me, but it's me. It's my mm-hmm. baby. There's Dear Dope Woman on Facebook as well, where I talk to myself, but I talk to y'all too. Uh, <laughs> Busy Lizzie Consulting, my umbrella company for everything that i do there's book it with liz if you need to travel mm-hmm. contact me we'll get you going you look up busy liz the consultant on instagram you'll find everybody all my pages follow each other so you can find me i i'm friendly she is she is i told y'all it's comma after comma like you hear all the things she's doing she's legit doing all of these things and i can say doing them well Thank you. Thank you are welcome. So again, thank you so much for joining me on today. I hope you guys have enjoyed her as much as I have. Follow her, like her business pages, all of that good stuff. And I will see you guys next week. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. Bye, guys. you guys have enjoyed follow me on facebook at demo with mo if you have any questions you would like answered here live on my podcast email them to me at demo with mo at gmail.com that's d-e-m-o-w-i-t-h-m-o at gmail.com